Saving America. This is a segment that we call Just the Facts. This is Dr. David D. Shine. We have a super guest for you for this edition of Saving America. Dennis Beaver is an attorney and author based in Bakersfield, California. He was a deputy DA in his early career and founded their consumer fraud division there. That led to becoming a legal affairs on-air reporter for local TV, as well as having his own talk radio program. Dennis moved into a successful private law practice and phased out his TV and radio participation to focus on his clients. However, Dennis continues to be in touch with the public and has written his syndicated column, You and the Law, for 36 years. He focuses on fairness, not just taking a side and trying to stick to it and stick it to the other side. Among other interesting facts, he is fluent in Swedish and French. I am proud to call Dennis my friend. I'm so excited to have you on for the first time on Saving America. How are you? Hey, great to be here with you, Dave. Hey, well, we wanted to get down one of the, the topics. You and I have covered dozens of topics, and you kindly interviewed me for some of your uh, columns. But uh, we want to focus on a, a pretty serious subject today, and that is the timeshare industry. And uh, what caused you to write? You've written about a half dozen articles on the issues with timeshares. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I've been contacted over the years by people who have purchased timeshares. Sometimes they didn't want to, but they were they visited Las Vegas or Mexico or wherever. Um, you know, typical tourist destinations, and then, oh, we uh, we have all kind of free tickets for you for a dinner or this or that show. Just give us 90 minutes and we'll make a presentation. You might be interested. Well, the 90 minutes turns into half a day. Uh, and in many cases, uh, you are virtually trapped in a, in a room. And I've had a number of elderly people, Vietnam vets uh, and their spouses, so, some of them suffering from dementia, diagnosed dementia, not let out of the, of the sales room for hours until they signed and purchased a timeshare. Now, if people don't know what a timeshare is, let me explain that. Um, there are a couple of different uh, iterations of a timeshare, one of which is you purchase the right to use a resort suite someplace in the world uh, for a week or two. And the going rate today is about $15,000. On top of that, you pay what are called yearly maintenance fees, which are running around $2,000 a year now. So if you think, okay, we're gonna, we love this place, we'll go back here with our family, uh, that, that's the sales pitch. Oh, we're having so much tough fun, it's a great place. Uh, all the amenities are wonderful. And people don't do the math. They don't realize that you're going to be spending a fortune when particularly today with Airbnb and other hotel rates, you can, you can rent a nice suite for two or $300 a night. And so the math never works out. You always, you're always completely upside down. Uh, and after a few years of paying this, maybe somebody gets sick or, um, the family doesn't want a vacation there anymore. The kids grow up and they try they, and they move away. So you can't use it or you try to use it, you try to book it. 
And oh, sorry, it's all filled up. So any of the dates they told you you can get were, were booked up. I want to get out of it. No, you can't. Because the contract has an in perpetuity clause. It goes forever. You got to pay these maintenance fees forever. You know, now you and I both know as lawyers that we have a thing called the rule against perpetuities. But in many states, there's an exception to this thing for, for time shippers, uh, courtesy of the lobbies of, of, of these gangster-like organizations. And that's what they really are. Uh, and, um, and, then, and then you get, a, you, for example, you want to get out of it and you contact the company. They say, okay, well, why don't you stay here and you meet with us and we'll work out something for you. So you go there on vacation for a week and you meet with the salespeople. Got a great idea. You buy more points and you won't have to pay the yearly maintenance fee. As was happened recently to one of our, to one of my re readers. This is of course told to you orally, but it doesn't appear in the written contract you signed. This, this chap purchased $11,000 worth of points and then says, okay, no more maintenance fees and gets billed for maintenance fees. What? They say, sorry, doesn't appear in the contract. And there is an integration clause which says any oral representations that aren't reduced to writing aren't enforceable. Of course. Yeah, well, in this case, uh, the case I just was able to resolve, and by the way, I never charge readers for help, ever, ever. I may get a story and they get, they get legal help. But in this case, the representation of the salesperson was made in the sales room on the sales floor with managers right there. Mm -hmm. So they're hearing this stuff and aren't saying a word. So they're ratifying, they're validating his fraudulent behavior. And that integration clause is not gonna be valid when you have that kind of thing, when management is part of the fraud because they're charged with knowing what's going on. So, um, he, you know, wrote a whole a bunch of emails all over the world, which I don't recommend, but I, I was copied on it. And then I wrote, I emailed to the same person that he wrote to, one of the managers of the timeshare company. And I said, here's what I do. I write this column. And by the way, this is why you got a problem. So would you give me a call? Let's talk about it. I never got a phone call from him. But 24 hours later, guess what happens? They call my reader. Uh, we're going to let you give your money back, your $11,000 back. But he's still in the timeshare, though. Right? He's still in the timeshare, but he gets his $11,000 back. Yeah. And then I get contacted by a, a guy who we'll call John, who works for a big public relations firm, who I had dealt with a couple of years ago. His PR firm represents timeshare company. Uh -huh. And he said, happy to talk to you about this. So we, we chat a few days ago. Every question I ask him, you know, why do you have these clauses? Why won't you let somebody who can't use it get out of it? Why don't you explain to them that, 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 that there's no value here? Give them the root. It's not an investment. The next day is worthless. His answer to every one of my questions was, I don't know. I don't know. Literally, you know. So, yeah, I replied back to him with a link to Hogan's Heroes, to Sergeant Schultz, who said, I know nothing, I see nothing, you know. And you know, you're dealing with what amounts to a, uh, 
uh, a mafia-like organization, the plural. Well, suppose you're approached about selling your timeshare. Yeah, this is another. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, this is a really good scam. You paid, you know, 15, 20 grand for it a few years ago, and you get a phone call. Say it's a Mexican, typically Mexican timeshare in Cabo San Lucas or some other place. They say, uh, hello, Mr. Beaver, we're calling you from Mexico. We have a buyer for your timeshare. Oh, fantastic. How much, how much do you want to offer? It's a great timeshare, Mr. Beaver. We'll offer you $80,000. You're thinking, oh my God, I only paid 15,000, 80, holy cow. And what takes over? Greed takes over. <laughs> In reality, there is no buyer. There's no buyer. It's a whole, it's an entire scam. It's called the Mexican uh, timeshare resale scam. So they send you beautiful contracts. It looks like a professional deal. You sign. Then they say, well, in Mexico, we have a fee. You have to pay this fee. You have to pay that fee. And you're sending thousands of wiring. Up front. Up front. Thousands of dollars. When in reality, there's no buyer. I have spoken to people who uh, broke down in tears on the phone. One Canadian chiropractor and his wife sent $40,000. You know, they, they were just drug along by this scam. Why would they have done it? What would have been the legitimacy? Because that? they thought, well, I, I, I've, only, I've gone in so far, I can't stop now, I'll lose everything. That's the, that's the, th the thought process. I said, there's no buyer, your money is gone. You know, and, and the wife just screamed. And what about, in some of these cases, people think that they're dealing with a, a, even a U.S. attorney, right? Yes, and here's what happens. This is the interesting trap. Because the person might say, well, you know, uh, this is great, but I'd like to run this by, by an attorney. Sure. Wonderful. We have our own lawyer. Her name is, but -da -da, she's in Illinois. Oh, fantastic. There is an attorney by that name. But she's not working with these people. They have ripped off her name, oh, her identity. And I've spoken to two lawyers, one in New York and one, in fact, in Illinois, who were beside themselves trying to, you know, patch up their, their reputation. Yeah. Very so the whole thing is a scam. I tell people, don't ever buy a timeshare. The only thing it's an investment is, is in memories. If you go there repeatedly with the family and you enjoy it, that's all you're going to get out of it. It has no value. You could Google, buy my timeshare for a dollar. Yeah. People are so desperate to get out of it. Because the, the fees even may sound very reasonable at the beginning. Oh, well, it'll be four or $500. Now they're $2,000. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what about the, the Better Business Bureau? Many Americans are used to consulting the Better Business Bureau and saying, you know, hey, we only deal with people who look legitimate and BBB helps us determine that. How does BBB factor into this? The Better Business Bureau, today's Better Business Bureau, let me back up just for a moment. That when I began my career uh, as a deputy DA and founded a consumer protection office here in Bakersfield, this is in the 70s. The local Better Business Bureau manager was a big bear of a guy, fantastic baritone voice. He was a former actor. 
And it was a, the team of Batman and Beaver because in those years, the Better Business Bureau would absolutely work closely with government and would work to shut down crooked businesses. And we had a bunch of them here in Bakersfield. The town was wide open. It's no longer like that. They're living off of, off of a reputation that they earned ages ago. So today's Better Business Bureau, they say, the, 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 the hook is, um, I call up and I say, well, is David China a member of the Better Business Bureau? They look, oh no, he's not an accredited member. Ooh, that must be bad. What does that mean, an accredited member? It means you've been in business for so many years, you have an actual office. It means nothing else. So they sell memberships. Mm -hmm. I've been approached, yes. Yeah, and most people think that they are part of the government. They are not. They are a fabulously um, wealthy, quote unquote, nonprofit organization. They do no background. They do no background checks on the people who apply. And you'd think that they would, wouldn't you? You know, they don't. Okay, but the but the big interesting factor is, um, if you if you Google any major insurance company, they had the big advertisers, Allstate, Geico, Progressive, Farmers, State Farm doesn't make a difference. You'll find complaints because they people write complaints to the Better Business Bureau and they post these complaints. These are horrible. Many of these things, the horrible treatment, ripped off, claims not paid hundreds if not thousands and then you would assume that the grade the better business bureau gives you would take into consideration these complaints these bad reviews they don't they say our accreditation process and our grading does not take into consideration customer complaints or customer reviews what wow. <laughs> it says that right on the website yeah so, um, and to timeshares, this back to the timeshare, the guy with the eleven thousand dollars, his particular company based in Las Vegas has an A rating and a bazillion complaints, just like just like my guy, of yes. fraud. So, um, what does the business bureau do that's good? They do put post on their website these complaints. They do have a fairly strong program of consumer education. In my opinion, they are morally bankrupt because they give these glowing grades to companies when, when they have reason to know that they're ripping off the public. So if you Google Better Business Bureau CNN Money, fantastic article, or Google a Better Business Bureau scam, ripoff, extortion, <laughs> con job. You pick the names, you'll come up with a lot of articles. And, and it's a pity. It's a pity because they they are still living off of this wonderful reputation from many years ago. I understand. Dennis, as you know, we try and keep these to a certain length so that people will actually watch them and benefit from your, <laughs> uh, your knowledge and, and uh, wisdom. And so uh, we're going to wrap it up here, but I want people to know what is the best way to get some more information about Dennis Beaver in your articles? Yeah, very, you know, very easily find me Google Dennis Beaver, you and the law or Dennis Beaver Kiplinger, the Kiplinger publications, and you'll see my email and contact information at the very base or Dennis Beaver attorney 
Bakersfield. And I get emails and phone calls from people delighted to talk to anyone, anywhere. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dennis Beaver from Bakersfield, California, you and the law. This is Dr. David D. Shine. Thanks for watching this episode of Saving America.